going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Panthers Pour. I'm your host, Nate, coming to you live from Concord, North Carolina this week again for two weeks in a row, and we're accompanied by none other than the... Adam. As always, we're here to talk about Carolina Panthers football, um, but before we get started into uh, that, I uh, just want to say some uh, condolences for the travesty that occurred last night, man. Yes, yeah, uh, it was a rough... It's, it's it's rough. It's nothing like I've ever seen before. Hopefully he's going to pull through. But it, I I've never seen nothing like it. And I've been I I was trying to count. It's like I've probably seen over a thousand games, and I've never seen anything to that magnitude. It was like where players were crying on the field, like multiple players were crying on the field. I've never seen that before. I knew right then that this was nothing like we had ever seen before. This was way far serious. But, yeah, it's shocking for damn sure. There's a possibility that I could just not be the smartest human, but uh, I work with a guy. He's, uh, or he used to be an EMT, and we were talking about it today at work, and, um, my my question was is uh, I seen all the the headlines and stuff this morning and and last night and stuff, and they were saying that he went into cardiac arrest, and I didn't quite understand how that worked. Um, but this dude at work he explained it to me, and it is absolutely terrifying. Essentially, I I, mean, I didn't realize what happens is that if you get hit in a certain area, that it will literally essentially make your heart skip a beat and then just go out of line. It's like a form of arrhythmia. Yeah, it's 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 very rare it can happen. I mean, obviously, we know that because that hit happens 60, oh, hell, 100 times a week, a weekend, right? I mean, that, that's routine. That's that's nothing different. We've seen we've seen we've seen harder hits than that. To the chest, to the head, everywhere. We've seen harder hits than that. That's what I don't understand. It's like if that can happen, it it's 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 a freak phenomenon what happened to him. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where it's a uh, wrong place, wrong time, unfortunately. Um well, the one thing that, that that I thought of instantly, the only thing I could compare it to ever seeing something like that was Reggie Lewis of the Boston Celtics. When the Hornets went to the playoffs, when they had uh, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Muggsy Bogues, that, that trio, they were playing the Boston Celtics, and Reggie Lewis for the damn Celtics collapsed and died. He died. He he died that night, and they finished that game. And you think about uh, NASCAR. When JD McDuffie died, they finished that race. It, it went on. That, them stopping the game is and not playing it because it is, is is historic in itself. It's never happened in the NFL. They've never stopped the game because of a player injury. It's never happened. Yeah, and I've seen some some mixed comments about that. And I I think I'm going to stay out of it. Overall, my opinion is no matter how you feel about the bills, no matter how you feel about the NFL, no matter 
how you feel about them stopping the game. Um, all of our focus should just be on hoping this dude is going to be okay. Um, yeah, I, I understand, but but my point is like the people who like people jumped on Skip Bayless pretty hard. <laughs> like they fucking well, roasted. Let me let me let me interrupt here. Let me interrupt <laughs> here. Let me interrupt here. I have I have this this my opinion on Skip Bayless has neither has not been made better or worse by this. I fucking hate Skip Bayless. I hate that motherfucker. He's he's an asshole. I I agree, but I, I mean uh, I I'm not a Skip Bayless fan either. I mean he loved Baker Mayfield, and, and he's a Dallas Cowboy fan, so I ultimately hate him already. But all he was, I mean, all he was saying is like, like the magnitude of this happening, and we we forget that yes, this is a this is a football game. What they do essentially is a game. But but in the it's it's part of something a lot bigger. The NFL feeds a lot of families. If somebody dies on the Coca Cola bottling line, they they don't shut the plant down. You know we 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 forget to we look at it like that. Um, there's concession stand vendors. There's people who park the cars. Think about if the Panthers was depending on a playoff game, depending on this game. Now, whether the game. If the game turns out in the Panthers' favor, then the people who park cars, use their parking lots and restaurants and stuff, are going to make extra income. It's a lot of money that's that we're going to have to talk about. The NFL is not going to stop. We're not canceling the season. His argument, what he said was true. It was just a little too early, probably. It was just way too early yeah. to say it, but yeah. but we're going to have to talk about football. We are going to have to talk about the magnitude of what happened because of this game. It this this game had big playoff implications. How do you do it? And however we do it sets a precedent for how it's done in the future. Let's jump into uh, week seventeen. The, Do we have to? Yeah, right. Uh, if you, I'm sure, I mean, if you listen to this, obviously you watch the game. The Panthers are now out of playoff contention. And uh, we we blew a lead to a man who kisses his teenage son on the neck. Just going to throw that out there. Don't know if you've seen that, but he, he put some, uh, it's not about the, it's nothing to do with the game of football, but. That man posts weird shit with his son, and I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm just going to throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, we, we blew a lead to a man who uh, kisses his teenage son on the neck. We And here's my frustration. Why was, why was Keith Taylor continually being placed to guard Mike Evans? I don't, I don't understand that. It was, it, it didn't work the first time, it didn't work the second time, and it didn't work the third time. I, I don't understand. There was absolutely no fucking run game whatsoever. Um, but all in all, I can't say that I am, I was disappointed at the time of the loss. 
but uh, it's a good feeling to have disappointment in January um, instead of uh, you know late November, early December. Yeah, it was a monumental letdown. I I don't agree with you on the no run game thing because I think the game plan was they think we're going to run it. We're going to let Sam win the game. Sam won the game for him. I believe that he Sam Darnold done enough to win that football game. We lost the game solely because Mike Evans burnt our corners. Somebody posted a picture of a piece of toast and said, this is CJ <laughs> Henderson's new profile pic. was a piece of burnt toast. And I have been on the CJ Henderson is the worst player on our team way back, probably on our first episode. Week seven. I said, yeah, I said that. CJ Henderson is the worst player on our team. Keith Taylor is is not the worst player because Keith Taylor is a fifth-round draft pick. Keith Taylor is supposed to be on special teams. He's he's a victim of circumstance. He he's not even spoke. And and nobody's ever thought that he should guard Mike Evans one-on-one ever in his career. He was not drafted to do that. Well, yeah, I can't I can't say that I blame him specifically, but CJ Henderson was traded for. We traded Dan Arnold, the tight end, for CJ Henderson to Jacksonville. CJ Henderson was a first round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. He he might be the worst trade acquisition that the Panthers have ever had. I I cringe every time I think we gave away a tight end. I don't care if he's a good tight end. We gave away a tight end for him. We lost that trade because he has been horrible all year. After watching what happened in the Buffalo game, I'm glad. I mean, I I don't wish ill on him. I mean, I hate saying that about players. I mean, because I'm sure there's been Buffalo fans that said things about him earlier in this year. Because that guy's like a six was a six round draft pick and he wasn't supposed to be playing. So, but uh, CJ Henderson, he he's got to go. I mean, he can't. I mean, we can do better. Drafting some, a fifth rounder, maybe you know, to go with him. I mean, like I said, Keith Taylor, he's giving us the same production CJ Henderson. Is given us, and the reason is Keith Taylor was drafted in that spot. C.J. Henderson just plays down to that spot. I, I want to build. Off, I want to build off what you said. I I do think that Sam Darnold went out there and he gave it his all, and I I, I honestly think, aside from you know, shit that's just inevitable. I think he played his heart out, and I I think he played a damn good game, and I'm I'm proud of his performance. I know that sounds weird because he's a grown man, and he has no idea who I am. 
Um, but I'm I, again, I'm I'm proud of him. It was, it was a. I think it was a display of what Sam Darnold can really do. And overall, a twenty-four to thirty loss with that kind of pressure. What was riding on that game? I think he conducted himself professionally, and uh, evidently the talk in the town is that Steve Wilkes will not be our head coach. So I guess we'll see that that's, uh, that unfolds. That's the talk, but we still have a game to play, man. We still got a game to play, and that's that's what's going to make this next. That's what's going to make this next game must see TV. We got the Saints. We got to go to New Orleans on the road. Steve Wilkes, we're, we're trying to make a case for Steve Wilkes to be the coach. Sam Darnold is trying to, I mean, I believe Sam has done enough right now to write his image uh, as a Carolina Panther. If, if he chooses to leave or we part ways with Sam, I can now look at Sam Darnold and say, you know what? His time was not a complete waste. Yeah, you're you know, right. He got it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be in vain at this point. I agree with that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to look at him like Baker. Like it was that's a complete waste. Teddy Bridgewater was a complete waste. Um, Sam Darnold played meaningful football and played well, and di- we didn't lose because of him. And but yeah. And where, where do we go from here is another thing. I mean, that's the one thing about losing that game is now we, we're, we're uncertain um, because we didn't make the playoffs. That was the thing that making the playoffs, I think, for me, was the big thing because I believe if we made the playoffs, Steve Wilkes was guaranteed the job. And Sam Darnold was guaranteed to be our quarterback next year. And that killed uncertainty. Now we go into another season, another offseason, with some sort of uncertainty. You know, where are we? Are we going to have a new coach, a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator? Are we starting completely from scratch again? Well, I will say I think that uh, I do. I do think that you're safe from eating the one chip. Oh yeah, I believe McAdoo is gone. Praise him. I'm. I will be forever grateful to see that happen. Which I'm, I, I I gotta say he 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 made some good calls in that game by letting Sam throw it. I mean, he trusted Sam. Sam made some good Sam made some good plays and he, and also Sam makes DJ Moore look like a number one receiver. Look at look at DJ Moore's stats with Sam Darnold versus everybody else. Yeah, you're you're right. I think one of the things that I forgot to say and and this is my question. There was a time I don't I don't know if it was second quarter or third, but I believe it was the second. We went for it on fourth and three, but then in the third end of the third quarter, we didn't go for it on fourth and one. 
And that's like some, like we, we've talked about this in the past about aggression and playing with a certain type of like urgency. And to see that was weird. I, I don't know what the, uh, who made that decision and, and what factors or what things were factored in. But that, that, that alone, that one really threw me the fuck off when I'm watching the game. That was one where, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a coach. I don't own any playbooks. I couldn't coach a football team. But when you see some shit like that, you can't help but to wonder like, what the fuck? You know, I, I don't know if that's just me, but, that that really had me confused. I agree. If you if you want a micro look at it from a micro level, you know, individual plays and how all the drives. But from a from a macro level over the whole game, the play calling and the quarterback play and the offense really was not the issue. Because Mike Evans had 200 yards receiving. Tom Brady was in the 400s. They were playing pitch and catch. We we could have, I mean, we could have succeeded. Um, but I think we just could not keep up with it. Not with, when our defense was giving up big play after big play after big play to the same guy, to the same guy. He had our number from the beginning, and we we just could not stop him. We did a good job. We, we jumped on him early, which is what we had to do, but we just could not stop the big play. And the offense, the offense's problems were not enough to matter. I mean, fixing the what offensive problems we had would not been enough to overcome the problems the defense had because those were those were Grand Canyon size problems. We could not stop them. I mean, th- Mike Evans was either burning us for big plays, and then we were so scared we were playing off of the receiver, and then they was he was killing us with those short routes, those little dump passes for eight yards. And up the field, 92 yards. We put the ball back on the 10, 92 yards. They went up the field on us like it was nothing. And then Sam, don't get me wrong, Sam went toe-to-toe with with, with the champ, with, with Brady. I mean, he, Sam threw for like 300-and-something yards, three touchdowns. He did have the pick and the bobble snaps, but – Hey, he he tried to pick the the fumble up. I'll give him that. I mean, we we know what, what happened in the Super Bowl. I mean, Cam didn't even try to pick the ball up. <laughs> At least Sam did go after the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I but, I think I think going into this game, anybody who's a Carolina Panthers fan was just so amped, and they were expecting one thing. And we started off strong, but. You know, what can I say? I think I think the biggest takeaway from that game is the Carolina Panthers are not a second-half team. 
and there's a lot to work on, but again, it's been quite some time since we've been disappointed in January, so hopefully we are on the up and up. Again, like you said, going into the off season, there is a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what the future looks like, but hopefully we can build on the progress that we've made. Because again, I'm disappointed that we will not be in the playoffs. I'm disappointed that we will not be the champions of the NFC South. But I'm I'm overly proud of the way Sam Darnold played because I did not have a lot of faith in him from the get-go. And if you go back to probably our week seven, eight, and nine episode, you made the question, you know, do you, you know, or uh, do you, I made the comment, I don't know what your question was, but I made the comment, I don't see Sam Darnold starting for the rest of the season, and, and look where we ended up. And I can't say that I'm disappointed overall, but I, I am disappointed in what we witnessed Sunday but I'm not disappointed in my team. I, it's been a while since I felt this good about what we had, go, what we have going on. I don't know how you feel, but that's where my heart lies. Yeah, I do. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of feeling bad about the, the possibility that we're about to blow it up. You know, I've, I'm kind of getting used to Wilkes and Sam Darnold and, I'm kind of thinking like, yo, maybe, maybe that we can, maybe we give these guys a chance from the beginning. Maybe we get some, uh, get a, get another pass rusher, beef up the offensive line. Maybe find, draft that tight end at a Notre Dame in the first round. You know, not, not, not go for a quarterback. Just use our draft picks to, to fill some holes and free agency to fill some holes and go with the Sam and Wilkes and see what we can get. I mean, if nothing else, we just tank again and then we can get the quarterback next year, whoever's coming out, whoever's the big name, the generational talent that everybody's talking about because it's, it's every year. <laughs> every year somebody's saying that about a quarterback. So that would that would be what I would do. I I believe it would be the fan friendly move. I, I would. Do you believe Sam Darnold would get a lot of hate, and the team would get a lot of hate if we chose to keep Darnold and not draft the quarterback? Um, I think you're going to have your haters no matter what. But I think uh, overwhelm over an overwhelming majority would not be disappointed with Sam Darnold being our starting quarterback and Steve Wilkes being our head coach, just based on the progress that we showed in a very short period of time. Uh, I don't want to say it was a 180, but the the team that we ended with is not the team that we started with, both physically and metaphorically, if you know what I mean. Like, I, so, I, so I guess the question is, are you willing to start next season with this team? Would you be okay with it? I would, personally. Just because you, I think... You know, 
Just because get, I think get, it's already, sh- it's already, uh, just because I think it's already been shown what we can do with what we have at this moment. If we have a whole season to play with that team, what are the odds? I, I don't know. I mean, we, I mean, I, well, a lot of, a lot of our, a lot of our destiny this year was based off the fact that the rest of the division was sucking ass and I, I can swallow that pill, but regardless of that, I mean, it's evident that there is ability there, if that makes any sense. Yeah, uh, I believe that too. Uh, the record says that we, we, we've had five wins last year. We have six wins this year. We've shaved off the fat and become a, a a better team, I believe. I think we're trending up. If we have, I believe if we have J.C. Horn and, and Dante Jackson on the field, we don't lose to Tampa Bay. Because I don't believe that happens to them. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. Now, overall, you know, we talked about going into New Orleans for Week 18. And, you know, a lot of people might say, your season's over. But you are right. This is a must-watch game because, uh, I do, I, like you said, I do think this is going to determine what, uh, what decisions will be made. I think there are some decisions that have already been made and will stand. But... As far as Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold's job security, I don't, I don't think that they're one way or the other on that. But I do think McAdoo is fucking toast. Yeah, yeah, McAdoo's toast. Yeah, I, I believe he's going when he goes. We're going. That's going to be a good day. I mean, that's going to be a happy day in the offseason. I don't know if we're going to have very many happy days. I believe the decision that Tepper is about to make on coach and quarterback and draft is going to tear us apart as Panther fans. I do believe that. That, Like I said, if, if, if we would have went to the playoffs and got that home game against the Cowboys or whoever, then Steve Wilkes is the coach. Sam Darnold is the quarterback. We know what direction we're going. Yes, it's like you said, it's going to have its haters, but at least we know where we're going. (laughs) Now we don't know where we're going, and we don't know which who the haters are and who are not, because everybody wants something different. I mean, you want to break it down itself is going to tear Panther fans apart. If we draft a quarterback, who, which quarterback? Why didn't we trade up to get another quarterback? Why are we drafting a quarterback at all? Why don't we draft the tight end? Why don't we draft the, the linebacker for Clemson? The draft is going to tear us apart as Panther fans. The coach is another story. I thought that it was almost unanimous that we all wanted Wilkes as coach. I'm, I'm now finding out that's not the case. That there's a lot of people want Harbaugh. 
as soon as his name come up. I I don't understand it. I I, I don't want Harbaugh. I, I'm willing to give Wilkes a chance. Me too. But the Panthers poor podcast is a Steve Wilkes podcast. We yeah, we we are pro Steve Wilkes, and people say it's because oh he's from Charlotte. I, I, that's not it. That's not it. I I believe the man has earned a shot at being the head coach. Yeah. Okay. He, give him a two year deal. Give I, him a two year deal. I think he. De- I think he. I think you're right. I think he deserves a full season to prove his worth, rather than stepping in one man's position on an interim level, and then literally turning the team around. That man again. Does I think you're. You're right. He deserves. He he has earned his. He has earned his keep, and I think. I think it would. I think it would be wrong of us not to allow him a full season to prove himself as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. But again, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. There's a there's a possibility that he's the the head coach and you know, he just fucks everything up, but I, I think it's I think it's it would be ignorant. I think it would be ignorant to say I, earlier I said I don't think the team did a 180, but I mean damn near I mean, not again. Not a superstar team, but from where we started to where we ended, very different. Very different team. Very different attitude. I mean, at the beginning of the season, would you have said that the Carolina Panthers would be the team that? Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to beat. No, you wouldn't have said that. I don't think at least maybe I'm wrong, but I, I'm again, pro, we are pro Steve Wilkes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. A hundred percent. Not only that, not hiring Steve Wilkes is going to be a sticky situation for the reason that, Steve Wilkes was part of the lawsuit that against the NFL for not um, for discrimination about hiring coaches. Now Steve Wilkes has a body of work to look at. I mean, if 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 you put him in any other job and say what he done, he. He could literally walk in when he walked into his boss's office and he had everybody. It was like, look, boss, you gave me shit. And no, I didn't turn it into this amazing product. But we're going to make money off of it. We made money off of it. You know, we, we had a good run with it. Wasn't the greatest. But with what you, I did the best with what you gave me. That's Steve Wilkes' argument 100%. You gave me this team. You, we traded away the best player. We traded away the starting wide receiver. The coaches are gone. The defensive coordinator is gone. The head coach is gone. And this is what I worked with. And I and I took what they this guy could not even resemble a, an offense at all. Steve Wilkes won football games, multiple games. We've had offense. 
under Steve Wilkes, more than ever under Matt Rule. He's got a body of work to go on. And to look at that and say, nah, you're not good enough. I don't I don't want to, like I said earlier, I don't want, I, I wouldn't want to have to defend my decision of hiring somebody over him. I just wouldn't. The good news is this will at least provide us with a decent amount of content for the offseason. So that's that's good. Yes, it's, it's going to be very controversial. It's, like I said, if he hires Steve Wilkes, it's going to have its haters, but it's not going to be overwhelming. I believe the over it's going to be overwhelming from a lot of different angles. Surprise some angles me and you are not going to talk about on this podcast. Agreed. But, Agreed. But it's going to ha- it's going to happen if Steve Wilkes does not get this job. So it's going to so what are what are your thoughts headed into New Orleans uh, week 18? I want to win. Like I said, I'm I'm a pro Steve Wilkes, pro Sam Darnold. I I've I've been on the Sam Darnold train before Sam Darnold even got on the train. I said he was our best option at quarterback cuz he had the best IQ. I want Sam to go out and I want Sam to play a good game. Because I believe Sam Darnold can play football in the NFL. Maybe he doesn't play for us, but like like I said, Sam is right and all his wrong for me. I don't think we ever put Sam in a position to win. I don't think he ever had an offense. As soon as he lost his first couple games, we fired the offensive coordinator. And then I don't know what happened with him. He got hurt, benched or something. But but anyway, that fiasco. I don't think we ever gave Sam Darnold a chance to win. And who knows? Did we ever really give him a chance to win the starting quarterback job in the offseason? Were we so sold on Baker Mayfield going to come in here and be our starting quarterback because Sam's no good? I don't know that we ever gave Sam a fair shot. Now, he ended up getting hurt, so it didn't matter anyway. But I believe Sam Darnold gets the shot before P.J. Walker gets the shot, and we might have been in a way better situation. So I'm hoping Sam does good. I'm hoping Steve does good. I hope they all do good season and win. I hope we win and the Cowboys finish second in their division so we get that Cowboy game next year at home if that's the way it turns out that way. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping we win so we can finish second in the division. Me too. I'm definitely hoping for a W. But uh, <clears throat> I guess at this point, it, I really believe it could go either way. But I have Carolina winning. Uh, my faith is strong in my team, and I don't think we're going. I don't think we're going out no, like no punks. And that's just my personal opinion. Again, obviously, the season's over. There's no end goal for anything other than let's show these motherfuckers what we're made of. And that might very well be the reason we show our fucking ass. And I hope we do. Again, the Panthers Poor is a pro Steve Wilkes podcast. 
If you don't like it, get fucked. The real questions come at the end of Sunday's game. I believe, like you said, we're going to have a lot of interesting content starting after next week. It's it's week by week's going to be intense. It's going to be intense. Yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of playing it by ear and watching the internet and uh, reading stuff that may or may not be true and building false hope. And uh, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I really hope that uh, I really hope that um, David David Tepper takes into consideration the things that we've talked about. I hope those are those are things that are playing on his brain as well. Um, overall, again, I'm proud of my team, as it has been quite some time since I was disappointed in the month of January, and as a Carolina Panthers fan. Um, that's not a wild thing to say, being happy about a disappointment. So, again, we're traveling to New Orleans next week for week 18 of Carolina Panthers football. The hope is that we show up and show out, as I do feel as if there are certain people whose job depends on it. And oh, yeah. I'm hoping for a big game. I'm hoping for excitement, even though there's there's nothing really riding on it other than what we talked about. I would love to see us do it, dude. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Panthers Pour. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, take you a shot of whiskey. Pour yourself a cold beer. Hell, if you need to, smoke you something. It's been a rough week. I'm hoping that Week 18 ends better, but chances are there are some more things that we will have to stress about going forward, so be prepared for that. But one thing is for sure, the Panthers poor will have an update for you on a weekly basis, possibly bi-weekly in the offseason. We haven't decided yet, but we will for sure keep you updated if you follow the Facebook page at the Panthers poor. And we are also now available, in addition to being on Spotify, we are now available on Apple Podcasts. The interaction over there is it's high. Not really high, but high for us. And we've got a lot of love over there that I wasn't expecting. I, I didn't know uh, that would change the things the way that they did, or the way that it did, but I'm glad that it did. If uh, I, I see the metrics and... I see that some people are listening on their desktop. If you're listening to this on your desktop computer because we're not available on your favorite mobile app, shoot us a message on the Panthers Poor or leave a review on one of the shows and just say where you would like it instead. And I'll put it there because it doesn't cost me anything and if it's going to be more convenient for someone who listens to us, I would love to take the time out of my day and do that for you. We do really appreciate all of the love that we've gotten this season. As many of you know, me and Adam have, uh, we've had some endeavors in the podcast world before, and we've never seen success quite like this. Not that this is, you know, paying our bills or anything, but it's gained a lot more of a following and a lot more traction than anything we've ever done before. And for whatever reason, it never really occurred to us to just talk about the Carolina Panthers. So 
um, thanks for tuning in and, and for the last 10 weeks and showing us the love that you have. And we really appreciate you. And although our season is technically over, let's fucking go Panthers. Eat pounding. <laughs>